Welcome to episode 74 of the Echo Screen Podcast. With me this week, as always, is Robert. And I am I'm Blaze, if you didn't know. Um, yeah, uh, welcome everyone. It's been another week, and we have another show for you. Aren't you yeah. aren't you guys excited to hear about all the things that we uh, we have for you? It's not like we uh, only have very one huge thing that I watched a lot of this week. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, if the if the title of this week's episode doesn't get it through to you, when we looked at the topics list, it was just Gundam. Yeah, when I kept typing stuff down, I was like, oh, that's like that's like like sixty percent of what I have to talk about is just Gundam stuff. Um, yeah, like he, like he, he was like Robert, but get prepared, prepared to see a lot of Gundam. I was like, I can't be that. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I just destroyed everyone's eardrums. Uh, it's all right. right then and there. It's okay. Uh, yeah. So let's just get into it. We'll start with oh, the I, the news. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, my my random question of the week. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah. Um, do you think it's better to have hydrogen peroxide or witch hazel on hand oh oh i have both on hand so i i guess me personally uh witch hazel is more important to me that's that's the but hydrogen peroxide's uh like a disinfectant so you'd probably find that more useful at majority of the time did you use witch hazel for acne when you were younger yep or yeah for sure okay that I means, mean, uh, yeah. That was the nurse in my high school. Like she, like gave me that. Like it was like a revelation. She was like, "Use this." Yeah, closes all your pores, and and uh, so, so uh, yeah. Uh, tip: I have sensitive skin. If you guys didn't know, um, you can either use witch hazel, which can be like kind of uh, abrasive on your skin after like years of use, um, but it does like reduce reduce scarring and like um acne and close your pores and all that it's really good for that it's um when you see things that are like toner it's, it's basically like witch hazel essentially so um but uh don't use hydrogen peroxide on acne that's on your for face. Sure. do not do Wait that a minute. They're not interchangeable what are you <laughs> no, talking about no uh, that's i've been using good. it so much i'm 14 years old and i look amazing what are you oh, talking God. about Oh, we shouldn't be doing a podcast together for fourteen. Anyway, um, <laughs> what, what was what was I? Oh, we got into that lesson. Um, yeah, or if you just you know finish your showers off with um with like cold water, like ice cold water, it closes all your pores and it also is good for your hair because uh, hot water like causes your hair follicles to release. So, you know, pro tips on that one. Anyway, back into it. Uh, Netflix came out and they had a bunch of stuff to talk about, and we'll be talking about at least two things uh, that an- uh, that are like anime related, basically. Um, and it's it's really just like, hey, hey, um, Netflix showed a image, a still image of like what the Gundam. It's like concept art from the live action Gundam movie that they're making. Yeah. And it's just the RX-78, but, like, kind of destroyed a bit in, like, a burning facility-looking place. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm glad that it's not, like, a huge, like, overhaul in the design, but it's, like, it's also, like, 
okay yeah cool. yeah basically it's like <laughs> all right i mean we know that they can make it look like the thing like cowboy bebop live action looks like cowboy bebop but it's like the story and the uh style will tell the difference uh, minor anecdote uh apparently people have seen all of cowboy bebop live action and um while the reviews aren't live yet the uh their like general opinions are out there i'm not gonna tell uh rob either way hey, so that <laughs> okay so he he can't hear me i hope um so people are uh unimpressed for the most part but um we'll find out we'll find out i will watch it either way so um you know and that's okay. the power of the keyblade no <laughs> I'm I'm assuming it's great. Yeah. So, so um, so uh, yeah. I I happened to uh, you know, read that on the internet. But I I was looking for that stuff. Okay. Anyway, next bit, which is actually huge in all, in like a lot of ways, because no one would ever uh, you know expect anything uh anything of this. They announced the entire main cast of the live action One Piece series. And for those that don't know, One Piece is like over a thousand um, manga chapters. Like I it you is were say a thousand years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's at this point. It started in like the late nineties, not like ninety nine, and it's been going since then. And so it's been going for over twenty years, every week, every week. They've taken a few breaks, but like same creator. It's literally the same creator and like writer artist for 20 years has been doing this this a comic for like every week i mean he has a like a team of people but you know like um, imagine that in like the american comics industry like can you can you do that like i don't think there's an equivalent like of that magnitude i don't think yeah. but I mean, uh how many years has it been uh, so if it started in 99 it's been 22 years ish Okay, yeah, I don't think there's anything comparable. Yeah. I was, was going to say, if it was 10 years, we have uh, Dan Slott's run on Spider-Man. Hmm. Yeah. But aside from but that... But that's, like, just a, the writer. It's not even the artist. Yeah, or... that's not the artist. Yeah. That's, like, so many things switch around. So that's... Yeah. It's an impressive feat. I don't think it's the longest-running by a long shot, though. Like, okay. it's I don't think it's the longest-running manga at all, but... It's Garfield, that is. Uh, but <laughs> Yes, my favorite manga, Garfield. Um, did yeah. we... I think we did mention that uh, Chris Pratt Chris is Pratt voicing uh, Garfield is, as well. Is playing the next uh, manga... Give, give an Italian person a job, please. For the love of God. Please, just... Wait, do you think Garfield's Italian? He loves lasagna. I can you know say what? that personally. Yeah, I love lasagna as well. So, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> I, you know what I'm upset about? I can't say anything because there's no Irish figures that are being adapted into anything. I think there's a new movie coming. Out. I don't know. We'll we'll the find Hulk. out. The Hulk because he's green. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Anyway, they announced the live-action <laughs> cast. Um, Luffy, the main guy, is going to be pronounced... Uh, pronounced. Is going to be um, Inaki. I don't know if that's uh, how you pronounce that, but Godoy. Um, 
Zoro is going to be Macking you. Um, not I'm I'm butchering these, but I'm sorry. Uh, Nami is going to be Emily Rudd. Usopp is Jacob Romero uh, Gibson, and Sanji is Taz Skyler. And I don't know who any of these people are. They're all very young, uh, looking, and I'm pretty okay with that. If I'm I'm glad that they're not known people. Like Cowboy Bebop kind of went the opposite direction when they were like, "Here's three. There's like two people that are pretty like high profile, and then the um, actress playing Faye has been in like a few big things, but she's not like." I don't think she's at the like the amount of um like general population knowledge as the other two. Um, yeah, it was it took uh, Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom for you to be like who's who's Yeah, I, I, I just Yeah, <laughs> basically um once I found out she was playing Faye, I was way more interested uh basically. But um yeah, that's about it. They they did like a video like hey, we're these characters. We're excited to like be doing the roles and all that stuff. And the creator is like like of One Piece, uh, Ichiro Oda. He's like heavily involved in the Netflix adaptation. Really? So like I have, well, I like, I have high hopes for this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um Next on the list of things is Disney Plus. Is it's I think it's Disney Plus Day today as of yeah. recording. It it had a uh, a re- they released a few things. Uh, Shang Chi is now on Disney Plus. I think it's in uh, the new and it's like also an IMAX. Um, yeah, like aspect ratio or whatever enhanced or something. Yeah, they haven't done it for all the MCU movies yet, but they've done done it for a good few i think Mm -hmm. the captain america movies are in imax guardian of the galaxy is cool uh i checked the only one that i saw that wasn't so well no that's not true i don't think the iron man movies are in it uh that aspect ratio when those came out they were still uh they were still dvds that were full screen instead of just widescreen so that's Well, let's oh let's let's make the aspect ratio either way, so it's just black bars oh, over at the side. Awful. Uh, okay, so few uh, the top ten hits according to uh, or the t- the biggest news and trailers according to Polygon.com for Disney Plus Day, a new Ice Age movie is coming to Disney Plus, <laughs> and it's coming from Disney Studios. What? <laughs> that, that, what? I feel like that's. That's that's breaking a law of the universe. Yeah, isn't that a DreamWorks movie? Uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure um, Disney owns a very significant portion of DreamWorks. If I'm not mistaken, like they are heavily invested yeah. in DreamWorks. So like when we all thought that they were like competing against each other, Disney was like, no, 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 we uh, we get a piece of that pie as well. Uh, there's a Baymax is uh, I'm not saying what this says. Uh, Baymax is coming into, uh, I assume, a show <laughs> called Baymax. So that that's cool. Yeah, Baymax he's, from he's getting his own show, Big Hero Six, um, which makes me what wonder what the hell happened to the rest of Big Hero Six? Did they die tragically on a mission? They're just not as uh, just they're not as fun as uh, the big uh, cute robot. Um, yeah, and the, they might be. They might be working on like the rumor is Big Hero Six is going to appear in live action. 
Dude, Dude. the MCU. That'd be sick. And I, hey, yeah. they already uh, they already showed up in Kingdom Hearts, so we can finally yeah. get into the Marvel universe. <laughs> um, the Proud Family revival is yeah. uh, coming to Disney Plus in 2022. A um, good friend of ours is going to be very excited yeah, about that for real. Um, <laughs> Pixar is making a car show. No, thank you. Oh, uh, they the, are. The Obi Wan Kenobi um uh, show gets a first look, um. Yeah with uh, basically i think it's just behind the scenes with concept art did we yeah, talk they, about hayden christensen is coming back to be darth vader yeah we... they said he, they said he was coming back but they didn't say to what extent like uh, either he was going to be a uh like kind of flashback or something but yeah it looks like it, the series is going to be like obi-wan versus darth vader well i mean wasn't so... this like supposed to be a movie and then they like they they like solo didn't perform well and they pushed the brakes on all the expanded like movie stuff yeah i think they basically everything was originally going to be a star wars story movies but then it didn't perform well um and it didn't help that a couple of them were like uh josh trank the guy who directed fantastic four uh the reboot uh had that whole story if you oh look yeah into yeah it. yeah where he was like blame the studio for um the way the movie like like yeah. is that isn't that what the story was that he blamed the studio that the movie was bad yeah. because it wasn't his movie it was the studio's version and blah yeah. blah blah he, and it's like he okay released, he, he released a tweet that like condemned everyone else for him and then he quickly deleted it but the internet yeah. caught it real quick um and it yeah it hurt him real bad he immediately was uh re- removed from uh directing a solo story which the, not a solo story a star wars story film and I, yeah. it's heavily rumored it was boba fett so That's they eventually tough. yeah yeah so eventually i guess they just took their plans and just kind of boiled it down into what they were going to do with the tv series and so yeah. eventually we are going to get boba fett really soon so. most most of these um yeah we didn't talk they they like released a trailer for that uh recently as well mm-hmm. but a lot of these um if you if you guys didn't know and i assume that uh for the handful of people that already listen to the show you you kind of do know the movies the big franchise movies are made by committee like they have a director they have a writer sometimes they're the same person but if they if you don't play ball and compromise with like the requirements of the studio, like you're you're out. You're not asked back. You're not gonna get a film. Like you're... especially if you're early into the industry. Like yeah, Steven Spielberg could probably say that, and he probably would be fine. But like it, when you're making your bones, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like you kind of gotta show that you're able to like you're able to collaborate with people and just kind of and it it didn't help that like he like got in fights with the actors he like there was like a whole issues there and so yeah yeah there was a lot of stuff going on there that caused the movie to unfortunately not be as great but um so anyway (laughs) uh yeah uh, so that's a thing yeah, uh, I've got all the Marvel-like things here if you want me to just shoot them out. 
Yeah, go for it. Um, Secret Invasion. Uh, Is that a TV show? Yes. Is it an animated or live action? Live action. It's going to be... It's the uh, Nick Fury show that they were talking about a while back. So Okay, okay. Cool. Um, Marvel Zombies animated project uh, spinoff of What What If. Um, Agatha, the House of Harkness. Okay. What is that? Is that like Harry Potter? Like, what is that? It's it's Agatha Harkness from WandaVision. Yeah, but what is the show about? I don't know. It's like her prequel. I, is it like Sabrina? Like, are they going for a Netflix's Sabrina, but with Agatha? Like, I yeah. could see it I, working, but like, how I does it, see it working? How does it matter to the yeah. MCU? <laughs> I think it's just they they had a really good time with Catherine Hahn, and yeah. they do, and they probably just want to keep working with her. Cool. So that that's pretty cool. She'll become an antihero that they can have on yeah. the team now. And she'll be in the next end game helping them out. There's not all um, bad to her. Actually, she was good the whole time, and she had you to know do what? these bad things. All the good things? That was also Agatha all along. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Ironheart, uh, I Am Groot. Um, what, could I, what could I Am Groot be about? I'm guessing it's it's an animated show, and it's, I'm guessing it's just, it's just baby Groot be... dancing for 30 minutes yeah. at a time. It's going to be like Baby Groot, like, uh, getting on little misadventures when he wanders off from the group or something. Oh, my God. Um, Spider-Man Freshman Year, which I don't know. Yeah, it's an animated thing. I don't know if it's going to be like other adventures Spider-Man went on, like, in the MCU, or if it's going to be something separate. Disney gets all the, um, Sony only gets live action Spider-Man, right? (laughs) No, they they can make whatever they want too. Like they can do. But Disney like can that. as well, but not the movie. I guess so. Yeah, I guess this is this one's very interesting to me because like I thought like they couldn't do certain things, but like apparently they both can make animated movies because we've got Into the Spider Verse and all that. So yeah, I mean, but like if it's a TV series, that's different. Does Sony make yeah. Spider Man TV series now? Like I don't know. Well, they're they're planning on doing some. Like I remember they wanted to do a Silk live action series, and I think mm. that might still be in the works. Weird, but yeah, it's weird. Echo is um, a character from the Daredevil comics. Um, is I that believe... a super new character? Uh, she came around the time of uh, Brian Michael Bendis and the New Avengers. Like so, like early two thousands. Okay, so not that new. It's not his. Not that new, but not like an yeah. ancient character. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she. I think she's deaf. Okay. And she, she's, she's like, uh, she's like a da- daredevil character. Like she has enhanced senses and all that. Um, I, I don't know too much about the character. Um, but she's apparently really cool uh if you uh yeah and she's gonna be introduced in the hawkeye show so i'm guessing they have enough faith in how they put her in there that like she's already getting a show let's see um let's see what if season two miss marvel got a little bit more footage released she hulk got a 20 second teaser uh it looks a little little bit more irreverent uh we got a funny little uh 
callback to the 70s uh incredible hulk show at the ending when they're both wearing like bruce banner oh rob's uh rob's frozen <laughs> rob okay <laughs> bruce banner bruce banner uh is wearing his outfit from like the pilot episode mm-hmm. um in like one little snippet i thought that was very cute yeah um i'm like the only person uh in my age range that probably watched that show yeah i've not seen it but um i could tell they were doing a reference because it looked very 70s but i yeah i did not like get the reference if that makes any sense but yeah yeah that's that's a show that i feel like we should watch like the pilot of like because (laughs) it is wild to go back to that awesome uh and then Moon Knight got like the most yeah. footage released, and we don't get a direct look at the costume at all. But like, it's showing this is going to be a very dark uh, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's basically uh, going to be a Hulu show, but on Disney Plus. Uh, apparently. Essentially, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which I'm wondering how far they're going to be able to go with that. They have the showrunner from Umbrella Academy putting this one together. Yeah, so, well, they, I mean, a Black Widow was pretty messed up, so I'm pretty sure they can show whatever they want. And, uh, at that, I, they'll keep the cursing down. Violence, like, yeah. parents don't really care about violence. I'm be like, uh, from yeah. experience, they just don't. Like, I mean, uh, we're, we'll get into it, but Eternals, like, very first thing, a, uh, a parent is killed in front of his kids by, like, a vicious monster just, like, devouring him. So like it was just I was like that's awful yeah that's that's different that's yeah. a that's a very uh, different move there dang so um okay so that's it for your Marvel list um the X Men nineties car oh, yeah, animated right. uh, series uh, is getting a sequel like it's yeah. continuing that continuity which like I wonder if they're using anything from the the comic series that they did a few years back uh, yeah they did have the same name it was 97 so it's um, it is called x-men 97 um so yeah there, there's and, that yeah that wasn't a bad series uh but i yeah it, they on their instagram they used the wolverine picture meme to like yeah. announce it it was kind of it was very funny you know they saw um, a toy of that they do yeah they sell a toy of that he's in the bed like the packaging is him in the bed with like the picture it's awesome yeah um that's amazing uh prey yeah is a new predator prequel movie coming to hulu really yeah it, it's a predator arrives in the 18th century for some colonial hunting oh okay uh is that done by uh what's his name david trachtenberg i think is his couldn't name. tell you but all the list tells me is that it, it okay. exists so they they were making a um a predator movie that was under the code name of skulls hmm. so um i'm wondering if it's the same one or if it's a different project they got going all i know is that uh the predator comic book series that they were going to do was delayed to be tie into the movie mm-hmm so, I guess that means a comic's coming out soon. Anyway. Prey will be uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. That's what it is. <laughs> you got it. Nice. Yeah, anyway. so there's that. Um, 
I don't know what the princess is. This Disney Plus uh, film. Is it a new one? Yeah. Is it just like a new idea? It's uh, the uh, the princess is quote unquote John Wick meets Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) It's that's the greatest pitch I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that's gonna be about, but uh, oh god. Yeah. Okay. I, I sold, sold. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, hey, I think they're also doing the Spiderwick Chronicles, uh, remake show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to do. Uh, I don't think it's. Well, no, they released a picture of it. Uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers are coming back as well. Yeah, that's the list that they had on Polygon, so um, okay. I'm out. That, apparently, nothing <laughs> else is as important to uh, to Polygon. So, um, that's it. If you want more, Disney's got it for you. Um, also, I f- assume, like, Disney Plus launched, like, what was it, two years ago? Two years ago. Um, right around this time. So, heads up, they did raise the price by, like, 10 bucks or yep. something. Um, and that's coming soon so yeah. uh yeah just they they actually had um they released the plus anniversary simpson special thing mm-hmm. which finally gave me everything i wanted in life with goofy and uh homer, homer simpson, simpson yeah. hanging out and they have they like do this very cyn- like beautifully cynical thing where they're like all the uh Disney characters are in Moe's Tavern, and then they're like, they're all not getting along, and Lisa comes in like, you know what will brighten this up? A Disney song, and it's just like, this is for the shareholders who are who are listening awesome. to this, and and they're like, we'll we'll always keep the same old price, and then like in the background, a character's like, we're not, we cannot say it's not, incre- it's like increasing, but we can write it down that it is increasing, oh, man. <laughs> like that's awesome yeah they they have fun over there but also it's still like it is terrifying yeah because uh you know they acknowledge it and they're making a haha funny joke about but they're also making the show so they're also making it yeah so it's just so yeah take it with a grain of salt guys i Um, think hopefully um it was never gonna stay that like it was one of the cheapest options and they got so many subscribers so fast that after two years of course their plan yeah. is most likely a 10-year plan to get it i mean maybe even less like maybe it's a five-year yeah. plan to get it on par with what you pay for netflix which is significantly yeah. more than what netflix started at so yeah. um which i mean if it stayed like this it's understandable like they're getting more and more projects that are going to be of a higher level as we see yeah but like, yeah, hopefully it doesn't get much higher. Otherwise, at least just be very transparent with people. Yeah, at just, a certain point, it'll be yeah. like a hundred bucks a year, and then it'll yeah. be a hundred twenty a year, and then you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Who knows? How much is it a year for Netflix right now? I couldn't tell you. I really could not <laughs> tell you. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, let's move on uh steam deck the the switch looking thing that lets you play your entire steam library as so it said yeah. um 
it got delayed by a couple months. Um, which, I mean, did did no one know about the late the uh, the uh, chip shortage that uh that's been happening for the entirety of the pandemic? Yeah, manufacturing's like completely messed up, guys. If you really thought that this thing that it was announced in the summer, like, would actually get out this year in December, I won't like. They had their own supply of chips. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I, I'm not surprised by this. And I don't, like, I'm not trying to make light of people who really expected yeah. it to come out. But, like, it was an almost impossible, like, feat to do. So, um, anyway, it's coming out. The earliest of the launch dates for it will be February 2022. Basically, people expected to get it for Christmas or like around Christmas before the end of the year. It's it got pushed two months, so it does suck. But you know, it's coming. Like it's not canceled. It's it's coming. Um, yeah, it is still tough. But um, good news is you'll probably get a Steam Deck before I will ever get a PlayStation Five. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to sign yeah. up for uh for any all these uh websites like or companies, I guess like Best Buy's like two hundred plus like subscription thing, the yearly subscription that you have to sign up to, then you get the ability to then buy a PlayStation Five. They they're doing this new, like thing where they're like, yeah, if you're not one of these, you can't like go into the queue to buy the the thing anymore. That's same with like. <laughs> switches and like series x's and s's like all that stuff some like some companies have been doing that and it's not great but uh yeah i I was about to say i was like oh best buy i know best buy i've heard of this place (laughs) uh but yeah that's uh i mean i do have their membership card is that the same thing or is you pay 200 plus dollars a year for a uh a thing from best buy no, I do not. I think it's called Total Tech or something. Where you, yeah, it's it's like Geek Squad on demand or something. Okay, guess, but so it'd be helpful if I was like in a company that was like if maybe. I owned a company that had a lot of tech. Maybe, but I I I, I think it's for individuals. Right. So okay, so well, it's like Blaze, for uh... I, we're about to do our new startup, Echo Tech. No. And... God. Uh. Anyway, moving on. Um. Another delay. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, the newest and biggest expansion for the wildly popular, uh, massively uh, multiplayer online game, Final Fantasy XIV, has been delayed by two weeks, uh, as they announced in the live letter last Friday, which uh, aired after our show. Um, basically, basically... Um, yeah, it's there's it's like the most popular the game's ever been right now, and so they haven't been able to update the servers and the stability and the quality that they want to release this expansion at. They can't get to. They can't do it within the allotted time, so they have to unfortunately delay for two weeks. And the um, director, um, as he's called Yoshi P, um, he's like almost like crying like having to like tell people that like it this game means that much to him like it really the community the fans like everything he is like 
like crying as he apologizes that yeah. that um that it it, fe- it feels genuine like there are certain things yeah. that don't but like this feels like he feel like i think he feels really let down that he had to that he had to um delay it but yeah i mean it's better that it's delayed than um releasing and it's horrifying like you know yeah so yeah we've, we've already had enough of that plus it's not like it's like another month it's two weeks yeah it's two weeks but the thing is people like did take time off of work for this really? like like america like americans like worldwide the people that play this game it's so popular that people would take off work for it and so they already went in for that time off when the when it got announced they can't so then they move it like so oh god yeah so that's like one of the things that's why it's like yeah of course it's like harder um okay that way. i did not know about the culture of uh online multiplayer games i mean it's not just this like people take off work for a lot of things so when they get like like yeah. let's say you were really uh pumped for uh if like pandemic aside like final fantasy 7 remake like you were like this is going to be my life and you scheduled it and then they delayed it and you're like i can't get that time off now and so you're just like oh cool it, it's well, tough i i think i think the answer is you go in you uh, you flip your boss's desk and you say, "I need to change that time." <laughs> I would who's coming in these next two weeks. I would recommend that. Um, I, I I think I think that's the way to go. I, um, I think you'll be good. New date for early access is December third. Um, the official launch is December seventh. The six point zero one patch is December twenty first. And the 6.05 patch uh, is January 4th. So those are the new dates for the important things for the people who care about that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's pretty big, um, honestly. But yeah. Uh, okay, anecdotally, before we move on to uh, the things we watched and played, um, the new Pokemon games, the, the Gen 4 remakes, completely leaked online. Like, really? they are completely out in the wild uh no pun intended and um peop- they also found out like a bunch of stuff about them and that they've been like data mined already they're made in unity so they're like especially easy they're like now made in unity instead of like a custom engine so it's like especially easy to like like change things and modify things and like so people are having a field day um yeah now, Gen Four, which which games are those again? The uh, uh, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. Okay, yeah. got you. Okay, for some reason in my head, it was like, oh, cool, Ruby and Sapphire out there. They no, already did those. They made those already. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. People have been leaking them. The community's kind of like the people who are like excited for them are like, can you stop? Like, can you stop? And the people who are, like, bagging on the game are like, yeah, we knew it would be garbage. Ha, ha, ha. Good riddance. But I'm I'm here. I'm sitting over here. It's like, guys, just, just chill, like, chill out. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really okay. This, this, wasn't a, this wasn't a good week with leaks, was it? Like, this and Spider-Man? 
Uh, oh yeah, that, I heard that. I didn't see anything actually, but I uh, heard a I bunch. Won't, I won't tell you what's in it, but it 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 reveals uh, a couple of theories. Um, All right, but it's uh, yeah. They but there there are also scenes that I'm I'm surprised that uh, like the, I think the biggest issue with it is was like uh, the guy who leaked it was just like on his show. It's John Campia. And he uh, he was just like, I don't even think these are real, but here, let, let me put them up there with my name on the pictures. And, oh. and you look at them, and they're like, they look a little too real to be fake. Like, That's it tough, does, dude. Yeah. So, so has he been really quiet and uh, Disney's like annihilated him or something? Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't I checked back in, but like, uh, like there are a lot of memes coming up where it was like John, uh, John Feige, uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige. John is, uh, his, uh, his muscle. He oh, sends no. out his brother, John Feige. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, Kevin Feige, but in a different hat. Um. <laughs> every every time we see kevin feige in a different hat it's a different brother of the yeah feige of course family. of course it's a family business guys um yeah i don't know what the recourse is i mean obviously like yeah there's the uh behind the scenes like that guy will never work in this like town again kind of like villain yeah. scheme but i i don't know um, I, I I think it wasn't anything malicious. I yeah. think I think he genuinely in the moment thought like, oh, this probably isn't real, but like I'll show it to you anyway. Yeah. And it and I think the tag on the photos were from like you know, like kind of how we have our Echo Screen little logo. Mm -hmm. I like I think that's how it was displayed. Gotcha. And so I think that's how the screenshots came out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just everyone just kept taking that. Gotcha. But um, yeah. Anyway um last piece of news that i care to cover um apparently there was an elden ring beta test where a bunch of people um basically a bunch of streamers and youtubers got to play elden ring the new um from software dark souls type game that's coming out um in a few months and it's uh pretty interesting i watched some of the footage actually and um it's basically just like, like to really be reductive, it's it's like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, so all of, all of their franchises combined, and then also an open world game. So imagine that, <laughs> like it's as it was presented, it is that. So. uh there you go. There, there it is, guys. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Uh, yeah. I'm not I, really a Souls person, but, like, it looks interesting. I don't I necessarily mean, know if I want to play it, but... The the only thing I, I kind of have to know about the Souls series is I really liked the design of Bloodborne. Bought mm -hmm. the game, found out I'm terrible at the gameplay... And then I just settled for reading the comic books that they've been releasing, mm. which are not too bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, every time I see them, I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Another game that I'm going to look up, like, the top ten bosses in it because yeah, I always 
I was like, I, every one of those games have my favorite naming conventions for like all their bosses. Like they're all like the right amount of metalness in my brain. I don't know. Like yeah. it's just like like Carpath the Undying or Carpath anyway. I I um, couldn't tell you. I don't know anything. Um, I, don't know. I wish I remembered one of the names right now so I could make a good example. But this is how it went, and it's a terrible choice that I decided to go into this. And now, can we please move on? Because I'm running out of breath. Did you play Guardians? <laughs> uh, did you play any more Guardians? <laughs> yes um did you beat guardians? guardians i didn't beat it yet okay um uh although i believe i'm on the second to last chapter and this game is it's really good it's uh again uh, as i mentioned last week i wish i had a ps5 to play it on because <laughs> yeah. it's uh it's struggling to keep up at some time mm -hmm. at some points but uh, it is running pretty well, all things considered. Um, they make you uh, they make you care about like the kind of these interpretations of the characters that they do. Mm -hmm. um, they're not completely dissimilar to uh, the characters in the movies and the comics, but they're kind of like a good blend of the two interpretations. Like you really can play. Uh, star lord a little bit more like the comp the old comics uh when he was boring mm -hmm. uh, but... <laughs> uh no um you waited for me call? to take a sip on that one didn't you i'm I... sorry <laughs> yeah i'm sorry oh. uh but yeah like they i i, I don't want to talk too much about it because because they... i have to borrow it and play it for myself I mean, if you want, you I could. do. I do want to play it. I don't necessarily want to like, like I don't necessarily want to buy it for myself. I guess like yeah. if there was a if video stores still existed, I yeah. would go rent it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but I I think my PS4 copy is compatible with the PS5. So I don't want to like purchase. I don't want it to redeem like your PS5 copy though. So <laughs> okay, we have to we have to do research yeah. before we do that. Uh, for real. But what do you call it? Um, yeah, it's essentially uh, without uh, giving too much away. They like they t they go into a lot of surprising things. Like they go into uh, Adam Warlock is in the game. Hmm. Um, you have uh, a deeper exploration of the uh, the Universal Church of Truth. Hmm. Um, and like you know they do some really creative things with the gameplay on like decision making and kind of like uh yeah it, i'll put it this way there's a lot of hallucinations and hmm. they do a really good way of like how you need to break out of them interesting like that's tied into the gameplay and all that so it's really cool cool all right well um i guess i'll talk about the game i played which was uh I finished the demo I talked about last week, uh, Voice of Cards. Um, I think it's called, like, it's subtitled something like Isle of Dragons or something. Dunno. Um, the, uh, de I finished the demo. It wasn't very long. I basically was halfway through it um, when I talked about it last week. I didn't know that it is essentially just a prequel to the game. Really? So it, it's just like, I was like, oh. 
none of these characters are like the characters that are in the game they're just like other characters so i was kind of yeah. like all right but you mean it's like when you played the uh, platinum demo of final fantasy 15 and you're like where's the level when i'm a kid <laughs> yeah basically yeah kind of like that but you're not even like it's not even the equivalent of like you're a kid version of the like one of the party members and, and like you're just not involved with them like at all so wow okay just like your main character die and it's like no not really well, it's just like it, this will continue in the main game and then like it shows like all these other characters that are just like adventurers that have nothing to do with like i'm ex i'm like interested in the game it's it's really not like it's a card game and you're it's really have you ever played Dissidia? Like, the original Dissidia for PSP? Yes. Okay, so you know how, like, you would move across these, like, tiles in the story mode? Mm -hmm. And you, like, unlock, like, different parts of the environment with those tiles, yeah. and then you'd fight those, like, those pawns? Basically, that's what the game is. You're, like, moving across these tiles, and then it'll, like, give you a random encounter, and then you'll do a card battle. Everything in the game is a card, essentially. So, uh, yeah. All the pawns are the cards from Alice in Wonderland. All the uh, all the moving plates are cards as well. There's the also um, there's also a secondary card game in the card game that is about. It's basically like I think it's like blackjack. Actually, um, it's you're basically like getting like pairing groups of cards together to hit certain number of like to to make your um points go higher than your the person you're like facing essentially so it's not like blackjack and like where you're trying to hit 21 but um anyway i uh i liked that i played a lot of that for no reason in the demo but uh yeah it, like it didn't really give me anything more i just it was just fun yeah. so uh yeah, I might pick it up, honestly, but there's so much stuff to play that I haven't played already, so I spend more money on video games. Also, I have a Game Pass subscription right now, so it's not like I need to buy anything, but... Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about Eternals so we can go into 9 million <laughs> years of uh, Gundam. I'll, I won't go into everything about it. I, I haven't will. seen it. Rob saw it, but I basically know the plot of the of the movie. Okay. So spoilers, uh, light spoilers for Eternals. Spoiler. Yeah, because we cannot cover this whole movie because it is an hour, two hours and thirty minutes long. It's too many. Yeah. Um, it's. I will say I think it's a lot better than uh, it was made out to to be like. I think it does some like interesting things with kind of broadening the universe. Um, the I remember reading a review where it said it explains the origin of the Earth, and it is weird. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think it's that weird because I think it's in the comic that mm -hmm. it, this whole thing's based off of. And essentially, the idea of the plot is. Uh, the Eternals are uh, the synthetic beings made by Celestials, which are basically the gods of the Marvel Universe. Um, but not the Asgardian gods. They are just, they're just kind of like workmen beings where they're just like, well, we create planets. That's what we do. 
and um, what do you call it? They basically used Earth as a shell uh, or an egg for a celestial to be born from. The cosmic uh, egg theory. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so it's just, it's been being nurtured by uh, the collective knowledge of the planet. I don't know how that works, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's the collective unconscious. And once it it's hits the collective unconscious. Once it hits the limit of questions, I'm just going to say a bunch of random things and then it all makes <laughs> sense. Um, you, know once... what? It's making, you know what? You're making it work. Uh, <laughs> once no. you hit the limit of questions, then the uh the celestial wakes up that's it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> just everything shakes <laughs> the feed cuts out uh, oh, what do you me. call it uh, <laughs> uh, so essentially the it'll eternals, work out. the eternals were unknowingly uh catering the earth throughout all these years to do that and when one their leader dies uh the one that cares the most about humanity uh, essentially is given the role of leader and from there they're given the knowledge of the true purpose of their being um but uh of course most of them rage against that uh the whole movie is very slow uh these are these are my i'll i'll do my dis uh demerits i guess awesome. i don't know i was trying um, it's very slow. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think a lot of the characters shine. I don't think like well, when you have such a huge cast of people, no one yeah. knows. Like it's kind of hard to. Yeah, there is the dialogue is very stiff and very like kind of like everyone delivers it very stoically. But I think that's supposed to be. I think that's intentional. I think it's supposed to be. These are inhuman beings learning to be more human. No, they're the Eternals. They're not inhumans. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it was, it was low hanging fruit i had to it's it's it's, it's all right um and uh my biggest discredit to it is i don't think this one really knew how to merge comedy with the greater movie like so it's a marvel movie <laughs> some movies do it better than others like Thor iron man 3 a... i love iron man 3 you know that's a part of me uh what do you call it iron man 3 um, is bad uh that's just the that's iron it. man 2 is bad that's i don't great. really care for iron man 2 either so so we both agree iron man 1 is the best out of them i would think so yeah yeah it's the only one with uh, jeff bridges so yeah it's true yeah <laughs> um anyway <laughs> when, when are they gonna resurrect him anyway he wasn't he wasn't supposed to die in the, in the movie he Oh. It's like they signed him onto a bunch of movies, and they I, they were just like, "Yeah, see ya." You know what? Why let's, waste that? Let's let's have him just like cut to the, like Ironheart beginning. Just like there's a pounding on from the ground in like a graveyard, just burst from the earth. Jeff Bridges. Oh no! Um, no, he he was just uh, disappeared. He <laughs> he um he went somewhere into inside the arc reactor and he'll there come back he's he's become arc energy and he will he'll be himself. molecule man they'll rewrite it it's uh it's all good they kind of did that in ages of shield with a character but that's not the point oh no point. it's not canon it's fine it's fine uh but no what do you call it um 
Yeah, uh, I will say, though, this movie has some baller action scenes, uh, to use scientific terms. Um, and it's, like, it's surprising. Uh, Chloe Zhao is, like, known for doing kind of, like, Terrence Malick-esque uh, contemplative dramas. And while this is a bit of a contemplative drama, this also kicks so much ass at some points. Cool. Uh but there is a lot of creative things within that, and I I feel like I'm eventually I will give it a second viewing mm-hmm. uh, because I'm wondering if I'm gonna come back to it with a different review. But uh, yeah, at the same time, it everything considered, I have a hard time recommending this to people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I it's it's an investment of your time and. It's just, I don't see, again, like, I didn't really grab onto a couple of characters, uh, all the characters. There were two characters, the lead in Cersei, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm trying to remember his name. I think his name is Druick. Um, Mm, Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's he's a really good character in this. Um, And, yeah, uh, essentially... uh, the big teases for the post credits if you guys are interested uh star fox uh eros not the not character the nintendo star- character yeah not the nintendo character i'm surprised that they introduced him as star fox but then again oh there hasn't been a, like a big star fox games in years like the only yet pe- only people that really know like who fox from star fox is is like smash players so like yeah you know but. I I just think it was a bad choice to introduce him by jumping out of a, a spaceship saying "Come on!" and uh, <laughs> and he know. did a barrel roll too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. That's yeah. How he got out of the plane. Eros uh, is uh, Thanos' brother, so there's that. And he's he's played by Harry Styles, which uh, you know, from like the three lines he has, he's doing a good job with the character already. Um. Yeah. And. I don't it, the way they pose him it looks like he's going to be more of an ally than an enemy. Um, yeah, well. It's a Marvel movie so he'll double cross him or something. Yeah, eventually. Um he's uh he uses his powers very dubiously in the comics at points. So that's uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of things people aren't talking about. Uh if you are like one of the people uh one of the 10 people who really care about the cosmic uh, Marvel Universe and uh, and like just say like this character is amazing. Pip the Troll is also in that. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. They're partners. Um, um, yeah, they're they, yeah. and they have a, they have a fun camaraderie in the scene. Like again, for the three lines that they have. <laughs> um, and then at the ending, uh, Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, comes in. John uh, Snow. Yeah, John Snow. Uh, he. <laughs> I, I feel like he's the one that gets like the most short shafted, but then again, it's an Eternals movie. You don't you, you don't want to hear about the human character among all the <laughs> like literal demigod gods. I would I would have loved it if he was like kind of like there, there to be like, okay, so how did this work in history? And he kind of does that like every time they do check in with him, like she'll call him, and the only things he says is like, okay, so tell me, was like was it actually the vikings that found america or like was that some somewhere else or like um but what do you call it um 
the post credit scene they i feel like they also really they really clumsily roll into like setting him up because at the very ending he the last thing he says before the main character disappears is like by the way i didn't tell you everything my family history is complicated and then that's and then and they then, in- include the laugh track and the, uh, the uh the bass line from uh seinfeld <laughs> Yeah, um, basically. Uh, it's like, what do you call it? Um, the post-credit singing is, if you're familiar with the character, um, the ebony blade that is connected with the Black Knight, it, he basically opens it up and he's like, okay, I've got to try this. And he like goes to touch it. And then from the side, you hear the voice of uh, Mahershala Ali, who is playing Blade, saying, are you sure about that, Mr. Whitman? So, and you don't see him, but like... Yeah. So I yeah. guess we're going to get a Blade Black Knight kind of uh, crossover in the future. I think so. that um, that's cool for sure. Uh, I think it's like off screen, to- like Blade voice no one recognized, like is kind of weird yeah. to do. It but is weird. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like just take the set, like take the extra day to just film a cut two shot of him in. But then again, maybe they don't have the design yet done yeah. of what he's going to look like. But Blade is, like, pretty iconic. Like, people know yeah. that. And collectively, like, in pop culture, we know what Blade looks like. So Yeah. Unless they go with the 70s design, where he's wearing, like, goggles, he has an afro, he wears, like, a I denim really, jacket. I really, really hope not. Um, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> that's... I think Blade is showing up in a Disney Plus show before he shows up in his film. Uh, Moon Knight, it's heavily rumored he's going to yeah. show up there. But That's cool. That's all cool. Yeah. I mean, um, Eternals is uh, not only the worst rated on the internet, but to me personally, it's the worst rated film in the uh, Marvel no, franchise. I know. And, and I haven't even seen the film, but, you know, in the trailers, they, they have this moment <laughs> where... <laughs> I can't do my bit if you're laughing, Rob. <laughs> anyway, uh, very seriously, I'm deadly serious right now. Um, they um, do this bit where they talk about how one of the characters is essentially Superman, and then he uses laser eyes. And I was immediately like, I'm not seeing this movie. There's nothing in the world that can convince me to see this movie. And, Nothing um, on heaven or earth could get me to go to the correct, island. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Camp Cretaceous, new uh, season four yeah. trailer. Anyway, back That's to good. a really important thing. <laughs> uh, so, not only, not only do they reference Superman in uh, in the in the trailer, but if you had, if if I was like, okay, you know what, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the rest of the movie is good besides this horrifying line. They double down. They reference Batman as well. It's just, um, it's too much. They have committed such an egregious crime that I can't be bothered to watch this film. I th- I think Blaze would have uh, rated, uh, kept Venom as high of regard as I do if they yeah. didn't do that kryptonite line. As there. soon as they said that <laughs> in the film, I turned to Rob and it was like, this movie sucks. I was <laughs> just like, no, I'm done. Um, and then you actually, you jumped into the projector booth and yeah. then we then we never heard from that projectionist again. Yep. So. Yep. 
<laughs> anyway, um, jokes aside, um, yeah, I, I have... I'd give it. I'd give it a B minus. That would be my. All right, that's not. That's not bad at all. That's above average. You know, I. Yeah. I. I don't really honestly care all that much about the Eternals. It all work out, in my opinion. I'm like, yeah. I used to be like marvel fan number one or like basically like marvel cinematic universe movie guy but like i just like the disney plus really took that shine off of the whole thing to me um i maybe i was more more satisfied with endgame's conclusion than i am like originally believed so as we further continue down this path post endgame maybe i'm more like more discontent because i felt it was like fine is I think I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just like I think we've gone over this like three times in three episodes yeah. in a row. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like we always go back to like That's just my how I feel about it, but Yeah, yeah. Um I mean, it's not that it's bad. I, I it's just you. like that I my personal opinion. But like I'll go into that but for a different franchise very soon. Um <laughs> Moving on. Did you want to talk about uh, uh, Devilman Crybaby before I we go into this huge Gundam? Because Gundam's going to be it. Because Gundam's going to be the rest of the yeah. show. Um, Devilman Crybaby, I know I'm very late to it. I know it came out like six years ago, which makes me feel very old. Six years? Um, no way. Was it six years ago? I think it came out in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I see the gray hair coming on YouTube <laughs> as well as yeah. you're thinking of that. Oh no! It, yeah, so I was I was in a dorm when that came out, and I was like, I cannot watch the show with people <laughs> with the chance of somebody walking in on just what just happens every other scene. In this. Yeah, because every other scene is either nudity, vicious gore, or both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? I haven't seen um, it personally, but I watched like the first episode and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and then Rob's frozen now. Um, yeah. Well, I'm um, frozen. Okay. You're back. You're back. You're back. All right. Okay. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very good at what it's set up to do. And it's like, it's a good kind of like, exploration of kind of like you know how twisted man can get very easily and it's a it's a really interesting legacy for the whole show there's like a really good video on bonsai pop um youtube channel Mm -hmm. and it's just all about the history of devil man and it's just it's a very interesting legacy for that show but um it just it ends in like probably the bleakest way i've seen in any show uh i mean it's been out long enough i'm probably not gonna watch it if if it's like something you Uh, can say on twitch (laughs) say it uh, or say the version that you can say (laughs) I'll, i'll try um all the characters are dismembered and killed very graphically oh boy um yeah the like all your main characters Except for the uh, main character's best friend, who turns out to be Lucifer, who had forgotten who he was, and he basically becomes the main character of the whole show. And the ending, it like the Devil Man. 
he no, becomes not devil man what like <laughs> his best friend is lucifer and he never realized the that. angel man he should be like angel man uh <laughs> but like he like he prepared it because i think the like when you read into it like he was in love with him like lucifer mm. was in love with this guy and um there was just essentially like kind of he was kind of cradling him his whole life just like kind of molding him into what he would want it to be so he like caused him to be possessed in the first place mm -hmm. um and so by the end of it like it just has this abrupt cut where like oh and the friend's like a uh sociopath like lucifer's a sociopath yeah um and uh at the ending there's an abrupt cut from a fight between them that is like they're crashing through planets as they're like tearing into each other and just like it's just them lying down on a beach somewhere and just Lucifer being like, you see, when we were kids, you thought that was that. And then this was that. And just like, they're just lying there. And they're just like, why aren't you saying anything? And he, like, he says like, like, I loved you. I always love you. And like, you're the one thing. And just, and then he realizes he dismem he like cut him down the middle and he's just talking to the torso oh, and he's been dead. God. Like, and so holy uh, crap and then he then lucifer's like oh my god what's this i'm feeling i i want to talk to you about it and like he just starts crying and it's just like the whole like the biggest Dang. tragedy is it took destroying everything for like the devil to care I'll and, do it. Yeah. And so the devil's just left alone in the apocalypse, the last thing living, and uh destroyed anything. So Wow. It's yeah, it's uh it's bleak. Um Well but I know something similar. <laughs> When it ends on a beach in the apocalypse, I haven't, re <laughs> I haven't referenced it or uh, recommended it to you once, so I don't know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think this came out. I don't know if it ref if it like influenced that or not, but maybe. Oh, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure the original Devil Man, if it ends the exact fifty years ago, if it exact if it if it, it ends the exact same way it does in the like, because this is a remake, right? Um, yeah. If it ends the exact same way, then it, I mean, yeah, obviously, event like end of Ava totally like took that from that, but like Ava's kind of like always been referential so it, it i don't know but i have yeah. i couldn't tell you like I, I just don't know. The hat. yeah but, but they may i mean maybe if that isn't if that was like the new ending or like the new recontextualized ending it might be yeah. more of a reference to end of ava than it um yeah than the original I'll have to do some research yeah but we'll find out yeah it's a it's a beautifully bleak show and uh yeah more than anything uh, they they do give you like a little bit of a happy note where like the point like where looking back when it cuts like you see like it's a very strange thing at the ending right before it shows them on the beach like you see the main character sitting at a table like enjoying being in company with everyone who had died and so I guess it's 
it's just to imply that he's in heaven now or like he's in some po- point of the afterlife just happy well so it's all we know. can ask for <laughs> um all right here it is this is the episode title this... uh title um this is the Gundanium. yeah this is the show or uh here we are i finally finished the third movie in the trilogy of compilation movies uh, that was on Netflix for the Gundam franchise, the original. It's from the original anime. It finishes the initial story of uh, Amuro and Char, uh, Char. They're like they're basically their character arcs. They're completely finished in the movie uh, Char's Counterattack, but I'll get into that after this. Um, anyway, Gundam Three is. Um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you get this, like... Amuro is the main character. He's the guy that pilots the Gundam. He, like... He's kind of, like, this moody kid who, like, is forced into the situation. Like, over the three movies, he's, like, forced into this situation of where he's, like... Like, a child soldier. And he's the only one that can really pilot the Gundam. Um, and then he's, like... there. There's these... Uh, these guys called uh there's these new like like evolution of human called the new type and they're like really unfamiliar basically um when people went into space they started evolving further essentially is like the premise of that and a new type person has like psychic powers they basically just have the force essentially um amuro basically he's known he's a new type for like a while basically i assumed he was a new type from the first movie because he could pilot the gundam at, like on his first try like basically and uh that was unheard of um as a child but uh anyway in this one he meets another new type like girl like she's as basically as strong as him um but he ultimately is more powerful than her and his like new type abilities so like they are in love with each other on this on that level but then the twist is that it's actually a love triangle between uh the the girl lala and her and char who is amuro's obviously opposite so romantically lala and char are in love with each other but like there's this other like i i don't even know if it's like it's like mind meldy it's kind of like an avatar when you when you like put the two chords together you know if you remember that over 10 year old movie that i'm referencing yes yes the yes, blue people movie anyway um you're talking about uh the last airbender no not at all anyway uh basically gundam has this problem where um they don't know how to write women basically every woman basically every woman in the in the like that is not part of the main like crew of what the ship is called white base they they die they die because the male characters need to grow <laughs> like it literally fridges them every at every opportunity and i'm just like that's stupid like every time I'm like man this this like character is pretty cool i want to see more uh, like where her story goes immediately dies like actually immediately it's uh ridiculous um it happens in the first i'm 
pretty sure it happens in the first Gundam movie. Happens, like, multiple times in the second Gundam movie. And then in the third Gundam movie, yeah, that's, uh, that's about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. The end of the third Gundam movie, Amuro grows as a person. He basically, like, 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 understands the value of the people around him that he's been around. He, it's like... He felt like he was alone because he he was like weird and different and he had to do this job begrudgingly because it was less like the right thing to do and not because he like wanted to do it essentially. And he comes to terms with these people like I was alone before, but I do have a reason to continue living. It's for the people that I care about, which is my crew. And they also care about him, but he never could he never acknowledged it before essentially he took him for granted and so it pretty naturally like puts him there and it's really sweet actually um and then char just like he his plot is like a revenge plot he's kind of just trying to like basically this this uh this evil family he assumes that they killed his father so he like is on this revenge plot like he's gonna like tear them apart from the inside and um he is like amuro you're in my way i just want to to uh to destroy them and um he eventually succeeds but the way it frames it is like he dies but he doesn't actually die because there's another movie that i will talk about in just a moment um yeah so that happens. I'm like, oh, that was a pretty good end to their stories. Well, I don't know why there would be another movie. Um, but there's actually two anime series called Gundam Zeta and uh, Double Zeta, which fill in the gaps in between Gundam 3 and uh, Char's Counterattack. I didn't know that before I watched Char's Counterattack, so <laughs> didn't watch them. I've, I've since gotten the information that was necessary. But um doesn't really matter actually. Okay. Um Char's Counterattack is regarded as like the biggest and best piece of Gundam media in a lot of ways. It was the first theatrical Gundam movie if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um or maybe like original theatrical movie. I don't actually know, but it was like really big. It came out in 88 in japan and it was like wildly successful um i didn't like char's counterattack all that much uh the mech battles were really cool um gundam has this thing where the story is the second fiddle it always will be the second fiddle um i think rob uh and i like we watched attest to that yeah we we like watched uh gundam wing and g gundam and both of them like they're very high concept, but it's not like the story that is like the narrative that is being told is pretty boilerplate. The lore and all of that is like super high concept. The characters are what sells the uh, the the premise. It's not like the characters are written well. It's just like they're interesting. Their their character arts aren't very good. Like overall, yeah. um, they might get to a place but like there's no real justification for them getting there they kind of just do um one of them one of the shows we watched is relatable yeah heavily <laughs> relatable uh so strange <laughs> anyway shards counterattack to get back on that 
Um, Shar is basically, it's like 13 years after the end of Gundam 3. Shar is like, like, I'm gonna, I'm going to be the villain so that I can usher mankind further. And by doing, uh, by, by, I'm gonna save the earth by destroying the earth. Gundam's, wow. Gundam's like really hyper fixated on humans are polluting the earth and killing the planet. So we need to go to space and go into space colonies in order to save the planet. And so there's like this, this, there's these two factions of literally called space noids and earth noids. I think that those are the, like the correct ways to say those. Anyway, the earth faction and the space faction, essentially. And they, they then delineate further a feeling like they're different, like, people like on like like a like a species level like this like that if that makes any sense um and like Shar thinks that if he if if he hurls an asteroid with nuclear like weapons inside of it into earth and causes a nuclear winter and kills everyone he'll let the earth rest until it's fixed itself and people who are like more respectful to it will go back once it's fixed essentially once it's reset that's kind of his plan and it's like all the selfish people that live down there that are making like doing all this stuff like gravity is weighing their souls down and i'm not like saying that like that's like basically the line that he uses um so he's like trying to justify this nuclear holocaust and it's not great. Um, and I'm like, okay, he's like a villain. Like, we know he's a villain. He's, like, always been, like, a villain. Like, he was an anti-hero before, but now he's, like, a villain villain. Um, and now it's, like, he, uh, he's, like, there's this, like, okay. So it's 13 years after, the, after Gundam 3, so characters have aged up. Amuro comes back. He's, like, hanging out there's uh there's this uh the son of of one of the main characters his name is hathaway and he's just like going to space because he's they're trying to evacuate the planet because they're like attacking so hathaway winds up on like uh like within the scenario but hathaway makes basically friends with slash romantic interest with this girl named quest and quest is a new character, a young girl character, who is, like, has new type-ish abilities, but she, like, is one of the most annoying characters in, like, media that I've ever encountered, and uh, the Gundam community, like, is of that of that mindset. Essentially, she's like, wow, Hathaway, you're kind of cool, but then she meets Amuro, and she's like, that's Amuro, I want to, like, get to know him, and and she can't like get to know him basically and she that, that makes her upset so then Shar shows up and Amro is like pissed because like Shar, you're, you're trying to kill like all of earth humans that's bad that's just a bad move dude you shouldn't do that so i'm gonna kill you right now to stop it and then quest stops Amro from killing Shar before he ruin like he destroys humanity and quest then joins Shar, and Shar's like good ha 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 um and he manipulates this teenage girl so that she uh 
he can use her because she's like a powerful new type and so then he like feigns being like romantically involved with her and char's like in his 30s at a minimum and she is a like 13 year old girl so really disgusting uh so i i'm like okay like char it turns out this guy is the main character char, char you suck like you suck you sucked before but now you really suck like bruh um yeah and so so okay so hathaway is like man quest is gone and then Amro's like dude char sucks and then um char's like yes quest haha you're so cool great great job and quest is like i'm in love with that guy i'll do whatever he wants and so she basically gets cybernetic enhancements so that she can use her um i it it seems like you're gonna see like a half robot girl no it's all like she looks basically the same but it implies that she's gone through a bunch of like these cybernetic surgeries so that she can enhance her, her like abilities at the request of char um and then he uses her as like a pilot of like different gundams or whatever or they're not technically gundams they're like mobile suits which are just different robots anyway he uses her as a child soldier and then feigns a romantic interest because he needs her to make like basically to like put a thorn in uh amuro's side he's like manipulating this girl um it's super gross and then eventually uh amuro and uh char fight um and amuro obviously succeeds the gundam just over like his ability to pilot the gundam and he uh and his yeah and his heart like literally it's his like his compassion towards towards uh like like towards life the way he like goes about things he like is good like if you if like if you want human to like human humanity to evolve you need to like play the slow and steady like you need to like that's the kind of perspective amuro has and then char's like might makes right i'll do it now um and if i have to become the villain I'll, that's what i'll do and it's like okay that sucks char um yeah amuro like so you're that character wow that's cool <laughs> um amuro um why would you say that Rob? um amuro um no oh no i was just saying like in the story like you'd be like oh that's that character that we've seen a million times oh yeah like char's kind of like the proto sephiroth in a lot of ways (laughs) i'm not even exaggerating like sephiroth wants to hurl a meteor into the into the uh, planet char wants to hurl an asteroid into the planet like char is like that does the meteor have his mom on it? No, unfortunately. But, uh. <laughs> but, but, um, I didn't talk to you about Lala turns into a force ghost when she saves Char in uh, Gundam 3. She basically uses her abilities to stop Amuro from killing Char by moving in front of uh, the attack that Amuro is, is going to, to kill Char with. So she sacrifices herself. Amuro ends up killing Lala. And then Char's like, I hate you, Amuro. And then Amuro's like, I can't believe I did this. And then Lala turns into a force ghost. 
<laughs> and then she like haunts Amuro in like this movie where Amuro is like having these dreams about Lala and she's like Char is pure he's just like like I love him blah 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 <laughs> and Amuro's like what is pure what do you mean he's pure he's trying to kill all these people like what is wrong with you um so there's that uh essentially um uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell this a little like out of sequence Amuro has like a romantic interest and she like basically okay let's rewind a little bit quest quest is using a new unit the like new most powerful unit for the enemy she's using it she's going nuts uh hathaway like commandeers a a mobile suit so that he can go like meet her and like convince her to like come back instead of like destroying herself and then quest like doubles down on being a jerk and he's like get away from me hathaway and then Amro's romantic interest in this film her name is uh chan she's like a mechanic she's in a mobile suit she's like doing a job she's trying to save hathaway from quest who is not in her right mind and um she like accidentally fires a shot and and like kills quest and then hathaway like hathaway has been fine the whole movie then he does this thing that i don't forgive him for and he just like he's like i can't believe you'd kill quest and so he kills chan and i'm like bruh why would you do that like i get like uh it's a it's literally a crime of passion but it's also like bruh you're an idiot like what's wrong with you um so there's that and that's it for Hathaway in that film. He doesn't, like, not, there's nothing else for him. And uh, meanwhile, Amuro completely, like, destroys Char in combat. He destroys his, his uh, mobile suit so hard that Char has to use the escape pod. Then Amuro basically, like, disables it from escaping, palms it with his Gundam, and then shoves it into the asteroid that is heading for earth and he's like you're gonna he doesn't like crush him in the pod but he shoves it into the wall and he's like you're gonna stay here while i fix your mess and then he's like the gundam's the most powerful thing around i can stop this asteroid by myself and so he like uses his engines to like push the asteroid back does not work but it's like it's still like that's awesome like there's some like cool stuff to that um <laughs> It really got me. I was just like, that's amazing. Um, it's just like, dude. Um, so that was pretty hype. For a movie there's, that I... Oh, you go, Rob. I, I was just going to say, there's <laughs> a point in where every Gundam, like, no matter what, like, the the level it's at, it goes to, like, fucking 12. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, dude, you can't let him escape. Like, you can't... It's like, And then he's just like stops him from and then i can't i was just like in awe he just palms the thing and then shoves it into the rock and i was like awesome uh yeah eventually uh amuro um can't succeed so he uh basically melds into the force and uh as they're like burning up in the atmosphere and the release of the psionic power the new type powers basically 
it um steers the asteroid away defying all laws of physics essentially and that's the end of the movie great <laughs> and then gundam hathaway which is a new movie uh from okay. uh on netflix it came out this uh this year 2021 um it released it in japan i believe in june and we got it in the states on netflix like even including the dub um we got it like two weeks later or something ridiculous it was like the fastest turnaround ever um if i'm not mistaken but anyway gunham hathaway is like gorgeously produced and it's also based on um um like the, this gundam novel series called hathaway's flash didn't know any of this going into it but i knew it was a direct sequel from char's counterattack, and so i didn't need to watch anything i basically needed to if i wanted to understand this movie i needed to watch the three gundam movies that i watched Shars Counterattack. If I was doing extra homework, I would have watched Zeta and Double Zeta Gundam. Didn't do that. But then here we are at, at Gundam Hathaway. So I knew I was going to watch Hathaway after Shars Counterattack. What I didn't know is that I was going to hate Hathaway going into Gundam Hathaway. Because Hathaway is that stupid kid who makes that really bad to call in Counterattack. So at the beginning of Shars, Shars Counterattack, I'm like, Wow. Hey, it's Hathaway. Cool. We're going to watch him when he's like older and in that next movie after this. Awesome. And then at the end of the at the end of Counterattack, Hathaway does the thing like, "I hate you. I don't want to watch a movie about you. I don't even know if I'm going to watch the movie. Like how can they fix this character and make me on his team?" Anyway, did they? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I'm just like I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'll get to why, uh, basically I'll get to why. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm watching Gundam Hathaway and uh, the movie like opens and it's like, okay, it's Hathaway and like, it's been 12 more years. So he's 25 now. He was 13 before he's 25 now. Maybe he's changed enough that he like feels like remorse or has changed his life and just becoming like an upstanding guy because of the like the thing that he did no that's not the case as you'll find out but the opening sequence of the film is this like really in-depth um plane heist kind of deal like they're in like this um it's really it's a really cool sequence the animation value is like the like the production value on the like the film is really high um i would watch it like i like i said before gundam is not about the like the overall narratives it's really about interesting characters um you can boil any gundam thing down to war is bad it affects people in like horrible ways Don't and do it. like and like pollution's bad people are selfish we we need to find like a a better way like we need we need to find a better way to fuel our uh robots smash each other with <laughs> yeah basically gun like, gundam mostly like the majority of the pollution is coming from the gundams G- gundams point. uh gundams really like are just tanks for for they're really strong tanks for like all intents and purposes but um what was i saying so hathaway like 
he presents himself as like a guy that knows what he's doing kind of thing and you're put in this situation where you're learning about the characters on the plane and you're introduced to this young woman her name is Gigi and she can like read people really well and through like Gundam lore you can infer that she has new type abilities essentially and uh I don't remember what the I don't remember what um Hathaway's like Shar equivalent counterpart is in this film I'm just gonna call him the general regardless of if he's actually a general or not maybe okay wait I'll just call him captain I'll call him the captain Okay. Because all I was thinking was like for a low rate yeah. insurance. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I'll go with go the captain. The uh, yeah, I'll call him the captain. Um, now okay. I'm thinking about how I met your mother. <laughs> no. The uh, military man. Is that better? Yes. Uh, I, I, can, I could live with military man. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so um, basically... Gigi seems to be really good at reading people. The military man is kind of you. You presented as the, he's like kind of this suave guy, but he doesn't. But he's like only suave enough, like put together enough to um, to convince the undiscerning eye. And so, like, we're presented that Gigi has a discerning eye. the The captain thinks he can fool people up to a certain extent. He's like. He will do what he needs to up to a, like a certain level. And then Hathaway is like disengaged. But because of Gigi's discerning eye, she can tell that there's something up with him, essentially. And he hasn't said a word to her like, the, like up to this point. And so I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, okay, there's like an interesting dynamic happening here. Um, plane heist goes. Um, Hathaway basically like is the predominant force that stops the uh the plane heist and so they safely land um and so there becomes this like fascination that Gigi has with Hathaway and Hathaway's otherwise an unassuming dude his uh his father obviously is like a very famous like military person um but that doesn't really matter to Hathaway um beyond that they meet up in this like airport and Gigi like okay I'll rewind just a little bit just a little bit the plane is hijacked by what who claimed to be a villain organization called Mafti which is basically yeah it, it doesn't really matter it's a villain organization that is a t- essentially like a terrorist group that has the ideals that people should leave earth and go into space and it's essentially like presented in a way that it's the ideals of Shar and the second coming of Shar, but it's this new guy um and new organization and it all look like Shar. yeah they i mean they like um well there are well there was a Shar clone but i'm not gonna get into that <laughs> Damn um it. that wasn't in the, that wasn't the ending just does this person like cut open a DNA box that says my reunion? Uh, I bet you're dying to see it. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> th- there was no shark clones in these five movies, so just just to put that out there. It was in a different series that I didn't actually watch, but I know about. Um, 
Okay. So, what was I saying? Yeah, so this villain organization, villain, they're terrorists. They're hijacking this plane, which is full of uh, government officials, corrupt government officials. Um, basically, the Earth Federation is like the government. They're super corrupt. That is just a fact. People just accept that, that they're just super corrupt. So when, like, the conflicts before of, like, um, Xeon, which is the, the evil, like, like space colonies essentially that were fighting the federation the federation is the guys with the gundam essentially they're not great but they're not trying to kill all the people on earth to further their like endeavors or whatever you know so on the flip side mafti this organization thinks that people should move to space and they're willing to like kill the like federation government that's super corrupt to do so they want they don't want to kill all the people on the ground they want to bring all the people on the ground to space um to so that everyone could be better so it's basically it's basically the combination of amuro's compassion for people with the might of shar does that does that make any sense no so 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 <laughs> okay. So, so, who else but Hathaway would be the leader of the group Mafti, this terrorist organization? And so that gets presented to you by Gigi, who just, like, says, are you Mafti? And he's like, how did yeah. you figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> and... So it's like basically she has new type abilities, which makes like obviously, as I said, and then Hathaway also has like new type abilities, but like they're less um, obvious than Gigi's. And so Gigi is like super interested in Hathaway, but also her her personality has done like this 180 from when it was on the plane. And now her personality is basically, in my mind, the equivalent of Quest from the previous film. Who was super annoying that I didn't like whatsoever, and so just somebody really enjoyed writing quests, and they're like, "I need to get this." Quest it's it's the same. It's the same writer. It's the same same writer. Um, yeah. So um, that like I was like really like oh cool, and then this like twist happens like right after the really cool sequence, and I'm like, okay, so Hathaway really didn't learn that much from what happened and then also Gigi, who i thought was really cool is like a like has quest like tendencies and i don't like that at all um really like a big like turn off of like a rare, otherwise really interesting character to me um hathaway who his he's older now he's been through this before complete like and also it wouldn't serve him in any way disengages Instead of, like, Shar, who would basically use her as a pawn, because she's, like, a powerful political figure, or could be, essentially, disengages from from her, from her advances, her interest. And that, she's, like, she takes that as, uh, like, a personal offense. So then she starts courting Military Man, and Military Man's, like, awesome. She's really hot. And then... 
like see, I don't know what you mean anymore about like them not being able to write women well. I don't <laughs> understand what you're talking about. Here. Yeah, you know this movie that came out in 2021. Like I was just like, this is it's classic Gundam where oh. there's a love triangle between main protagonist, rival character, and and lady, and they're all played against each other. And it's like, you know, what if um you you didn't do that? uh basically so uh moved up with the times yeah so basically um yeah gg start like starts fooling around with that guy and that guy's like i'm totally gonna like unless you like unless you say tell me not to right now hathaway i'm totally like gonna pursue her and hathaway's like it's none of my business even though he totally is interested in gg for sure um and then the plan from Mafti is to start targeting the uh, the um, the hotels, and so um, Hathaway has to. Hathaway wasn't supposed to be there. Essentially, Gigi was this like aberration from his plan, so he was not supposed to be in that like area at all. It was supposed to be like uh, like the hijack like the hijacking of the plane that wasn't supposed to happen that wasn't actually pulled off by mafty that was pulled off by mafty supporters that he didn't like authorize if he's the head of the organization right so his plans awry he was not supposed to meet Gigi. he was not supposed to meet military man and so he's in this hotel and he's like um i need i need to get out of here and then he's like hey Gigi, we need to go like <laughs> we gotta get out of here and so, um, he essentially saves Gigi at the cost of his own operation. Like he has to, he like gets her out. Of, and and by this, I'm I don't mean just like general like like um, buildings being bombed or whatever or like held up. I mean Gundams are like mobile suits are attacking the city. And shooting buildings down. Like these giant robots are attacking all of their weapons. Like it's a pretty visceral like w- like war scene. It's like putting like four tanks into a city. It's really, it's pretty uh, traumatic honestly. It Like the way the depictions of war obviously are very sci-fi because they're giant robots. But like it stems from that post-World War II like we're still thinking about this. This still really affects us kind of thing um so uh hathaway does his best to save her throughout this whole thing they get to this park essentially and like the the military man just shows up because like they're in the park and they and like the gundam drops down and so as as like hathaway's like like shielding her and consoling her the minute military man guy shows up she just books it over to military man doesn't like say anything to hathaway just like runs over to him and hathaway is like has this flashback from the scene where quest left for char in char's counterattack and he's literally like man she reminds me of quest and i'm like losing it because i'm like i was right she sucks she sucked the whole time and um and then, basically, um, 
I think that um, Gigi is overall a more complex character. She's older, for one. For two, she has, like, more tools in her belt, essentially, of, like, um, it, like things that are going on that they don't say outright. But, like, essentially, she does that, but Hathaway, like, but then, like, there's another scene where Hathaway, like, sits next to her, and she's, like, drinking a coffee, and, like, because they were just civilians, basically, that were caught in this terrorist attack, and they're sitting there, and she offers him her cup of coffee, the same cup, not a new cup, not his own, something she's already, like, had a like a sip of so it's like that level of familiarity and he like makes a note of that because he's like i thought she was done with me because she like ran to like the guy but basically it's because hathaway has his foot in and out of the door it's like he has his foot like the door's cracked she would be like with hathaway if hathaway like would would do like would basically like give her a commitment but because hathaway is like I have my, like, stuff I need to do. I can't do that. She's like, well, then, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue it. But the further they get to know each other, the more Hathaway is like, I don't know if I can do that. But Gigi's also like, I need to protect me kind of deal. So I do like her significantly more. But she can be irritating if you're seeing, like, the Game of Thrones levels of, uh, like, counter tactics. And then... Uh, military man's over here in like the the back just like playing his own game like he's he like he sees that he's like she's playing around between the two of them and like pitting them against each other but he like also doesn't know that she knows that he's mafty and that mafty and military man are direct opposites of like the sides that they're on so like there it is um so there's a lot of like subterfuge in there anyway long story short uh, from a very long story. Um, Gundam Hathaway has what I feel like are the worst Gundam designs. I've uh, Gundams, like the two Gundams that are featured in the film, both their designs suck. I've been looking at it. It looks like they're covered in a metal drape. <laughs> yeah, the, like there's the Gundam Penelope, which is like a traditional Gundam, um, underneath what looks like a swan slash dragon looking like armor set. And I, they have done, um, they've done, like, transforming Gundams before. Like, Gundam Wing has, like, literally, like, a bird, like, a bird, pl like, plane slash looking Gundam that transforms. But this is, like, on another level. And underneath that armor is, like, a traditional looking Gundam. But you never see that in the film. You, I've only saw it because I, I looked up the model kit afterward and... Then there's the uh, Gundam XI. I don't actually know how that's pronounced, but it's um, doesn't it does not have an underneath the armor look. It's just this like bulky monstrosity. They look like these horrible spaceships, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, uh, what? Where was I? Okay, so the movie ends basically where Hathaway like gets back to his group and they have successfully like initiated their operation and they're like about to execute their plan and the military guy he knows that hathaway is mafty now and Gigi is like 
going to be playing like they set her up as like she's going to be now playing like um political games essentially she's going to use her tool set so if military man and hathaway both of their tool sets are we have government like we have like militaristic organizations and giant gundams that we're going to fight each other with Gigi's going to use the people like that she has connections to which is cool um so that's nice essentially then the movie ends and i'm like what do you mean the movie's over and then i find out i find out it's the first movie in a trilogy of movies so you know that was good that i watched four movies to watch this movie in order for it to be the first of three movies you know I'm happy for you. I'm happy <laughs> now you're going to be. You're now. I, I'm, it sounds like you're invested in it. Oh no! Um, I I might have complained a whole heck of a lot, but um, Gundam Hathaway especially is super uh, fun to watch, and like it's pretty rewarding. It just looks so good. It's it's like well directed. Um, I can forgive some of like the character grievances I have. Because they're not fully developed. Like, they're not going through, like, a character arc. Like, I mean, they are. But they're not going through a complete character arc here. They're going through part of it. And I can accept that. When, like, once you remove yourself from that, like, it has to be a complete thing. I can accept it for what it is, essentially. So, when I first, after I first watched it, I was like, that was stupid. After uh, sitting with it for, like, for a bit, like, and mulling it over... I like it significantly more than um, than I did before. So, yeah. I definitely recommend it. It's only an hour and a half. Um, you don't really need to know. Like I like I said, the the story in Gundam isn't really uh, isn't really necessarily the point. I guess it's like they're interesting characters, and you can glean that much from just watching it. I think this the action sequences, especially the plane heist is super good um and that's like 15 to 20 minutes of the film so it's like a really nice set piece it just in general so uh other than that rob and i watched gundam wing and g gundam and we watched uh we watched the what like i guess we watched like the first 10 ish episodes of wing and the first six ish episodes of g gundam yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, I know we're reaching on. Uh, we definitely hours. went over our normal, uh, like, hitting an hour. This, this is the extra Gundam special. Uh, I mean, I guess the quicker one to go through first is G Gundam. Boy, <laughs> what a fucking bizarre <laughs> show. Yeah, so G Gundam is the least gundam of all gundam series and that's just like that's a fact uh yeah. other than that while we will watch more of it the first five maybe six episodes of g gundam seem like they're um they seem like a different show than like it's like setting up the premise but they spend five episodes of that yes and then they, but like, then they like get into the premise of the show and it immediately becomes more interesting because you're given 
context. Yeah. It's like they didn't know what they were making until they were like, okay, have we had, do we know what the character's motivation is yet? No? Okay. So he's going to go to Russia until we do. Yeah. He basically shows up all over the world looking for like, he's like, hey, do you know who this person is? And he like, he's the, like a protagonist with amnesia. He's showing this like picture of his, uh, like of this guy who is like, what, um, What's it his... looks like him. Yeah, it, it basically just looks like him. So I forgot that like that it was his older brother. I'm also gonna yeah. just freely talk about it because who's gonna watch yeah. G Gundam? It's not really a spoiler either. It's his older brother, and he's like asking everyone and their mom and challenging them to like international Gundam fights where each com- like country of the world like produces a Gundam and then they hold a competition to fight each other that's the world that we live in at the detriment to the entire city or like like and country around them they fight and uh it's it's pretty messed up like if you like go into the layers of it yeah it's weird because you can almost put that out of your brain you could almost be like cool fun this is like a this is a fight that they plan like in a designated arena the first episode goes deep into like our whole world's been destroyed by this, and then the next episode's like, yeah, they're just having fun. There's, there's, yeah, there's this um, there's this like detective guy who hates uh Gundam fighter pilots uh because they destroy the city around them, and we're following like the story of these like three orphans who like meet up with the main like character, and. They're like, but he's a cool guy. He's not like those other uh, bad like Gundam fighter pilots. And this is like, I believe it's in Italy. And this like gangster guy has like, he's he's like the Gundam pilot for the country, and the like the the country is fine with that. But he goes like on a rampage all the time. And so the detective has like a prejudice against Gundam pilots because of this, and it almost does not phase the main character at all and he continues to just do like just get out of the situation fights and wins against the guy and because he did that the detective now is like you're not so bad yourself but we don't get any of that in between of the development it's just like and that's the end of the episode they fought and the good guy won by the way you'll notice that this episode this show in particular is very fast paced with its storytelling Mm -hmm. like it crams so much into an episode yeah it's a it's a kid show at its uh at its like its highest like it's definitely selling toys for sure like all gundam is like selling toys that's why story does not come first um here but uh yeah but like some stuff is like depicted in such a brutal way that it really like i don't know how it can be for children like it it's like visually very like there are some very dark things that happen to characters that they show on screen like i don't know how that's the kid show but anyway um uh yeah so g gundam really doesn't start until like you're several episodes in and so we're basically at we stopped right right at the part where we're excited to find out more because like the plot is now beginning but we were kind of like what what's going on here like what's happening um like i was i was about to say like 
is this gonna go anywhere yeah like is it now i'm like luckily it's starting to go somewhere yeah but um last uh, thing i have to say about g gundam is that the american uh pilot of the of of the gun it's called the gundam maxter and it basically looks like a boxer uh football like player hybrid it's got like these big football shoulder pads and it's got like the the guard like the helmet guard and whatever the pilot looks like steven universe that's it that's the, all i had to say he just looks like anime wears the same shirt yeah it looks like adults he looks like steven adult universe. like anime steven universe and i know that's kind of well Oh, Rob will put him in the the collage for this episode. <laughs> oh, he's going in the collage right now. For Trust sure. me, I'm looking up images <laughs> of him. Anyway, um, that's that's it. Unless you have anything else on G Gundam, we can talk briefly about uh, Wing. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see more. That's all. Yeah, same. Um, Gundam Wing is about as 90s as it gets, um, in my opinion. I think that it is. Like, it's pretty beloved in the States because it was, like, the first one. But in Japan, it's, like, not really, like, they don't really care about it. It's, like, wasn't as good. It, in a lot of ways, is just a retelling of the original Gundam series. Um, like, and it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Like, uh, Zex is his name? Zex is Char, straight up. And Hiro is Amuro that that's it now now though there's 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 four other gundam pilots who were not like and the, all the gundam designs are really cool but there's five of them so that's different um from the original um and then and then basically there's like zex has an equivalent of uh the tall geese which is can combat the gundam but beforehand they like he didn't have that so uh yeah we're pretty early on i haven't seen it since i was a child so it's kind of like i'm kind of picking up the uh the um complexities of it but it is still at the end of the day the characters are way more interesting than the plot of the show because it's a pretty pretty simple um yeah i don't know it's like kind of hard to talk about because we haven't seen like the character arcs that that everyone's gone through but um obviously hero is not like at all um he's not a very sociable person and he's very much like not developmentally mature like he does not know like what is up he basically knows what he's told if that makes any sense like he's yeah. he's told to do things and he will commit to that task literally it, like he will give his life at the drop of a hat to to if the mission to to make the mission go well or because he failed the mission and he will like almost stop at nothing to make sure it happens um yeah. i i would i would say almost he he doesn't have like a morality about it like but at the same time he maniacally laughs so much so that's also <laughs> yeah like you're you're watching this person like you're watching this like like he you're watching him become a like a more complex person as like the yeah. show unfolds and so you're watching him develop into a human bef- like be- and before he doesn't really have any humanity and it's pretty like evident um where he he basically like threatens to kill people at the drop of a hat 
he like will try and kill people um he's like a teenage kid he doesn't one of, he, one of his first lines is i will kill you yeah ba- basically the first interaction with a human being that hero has like like okay let's rewind a little bit just a little Are bit. Are we gonna go into the the beautiful intro we have for him? So, um Hero starts out where he's like in the like the Gundam and he his goal is to shoot down a shuttle that has like top um Federation officials or like military officials or government officials or whatever in in there. On unknowingly to Hero, I believe on that like what's her name? What is her name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, basically, uh, the, the main, like, um, I guess it's, like, main hero's, lo- hero's love interest. What's her name? Oh, man. Um, she's, like, on that plane with her dad. She's actually, like, kind of quest-like in, like, that moment where she's dissatisfied. But it's played out in a completely opposite personality. Instead of her lashing out in that way, she, like, has this, like... Um, inward resolve that she's like not gonna deal with that but like she's attracted to hero because he's like such a a weird like anomaly literally the first time they meet in person after he fails to blow up that ship he was supposed to fit like to explode um he tries to kill himself because he was found out he literally pulls like his like like dead man switch yeah and it doesn't and it fails and he's like what do i do now and yeah. then and then he like what steals an ambulance and like gets out of there yeah, yeah. which it's pretty Chad <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's like ridiculous like this is a show they put this on tsunami i don't remember that like holy crap um that was really cool and uh so you like find out these things about hero and then She's really fascinated with him, and she invites him. Uh, she's like the richest, most popular girl in school, or whatever. And she like in like gives people hand like hands them invitations to her birthday party. Um, and so you're like everyone's like really wants to get one, and like this iconic scene that is like just meme to to hell. Um, she hands one to Hero, and Hero just like rips it and like leans into her and he's like i'll kill you and then walks away and she's like oh and she's still interested in him like she's like enamored yeah it's like she later in like a later episode's like hero where are you come like i'm right here come kill me like it's (laughs) weird it's strange like for sure but it's like that's still in my mind more complex like on a character level than um then like what quest was doing in char's counterattack. so yeah. yeah i think that's about it we really relate to uh to like the main gundam pilots that's for sure yeah i'm i'm definitely duo yeah has been the uh consensus in I'm, this i was never like a like a violent person or like threatened to kill anyone yeah but like yeah. hero heroes like kind of like inward nature and like committing to a task and like um emotion the, the pure like fortitude he has yeah and, and like that like i could i saw like flashes of that like of a t- like my teenage self and it's just like yeah you're awkward and you don't know how to interact with anyone and 
you and you, and you cling onto the bottom of trucks to like get places. You can only you only know how to do what like the task that you've been told to do, and you know you you find emotional maturity eventually. And like I'm excited to see where hero uh, hero shows up. Like it's it's weird because it's like there's this 21 Jump Street element to it too, where he's like infiltrated a school. Yeah, like, like he's just at school. I'm like, why do you have like why do they have to go to school? Duo, I think, only goes to school because he's interested. Like he's hanging out with Hero. Like that's it. He's just like. He's like along for the ride. He's like, this guy's a Gundam pilot. I'm a Gundam do ever, pilot. Do we ever see them in class, or is this no, like? No, we don't. They're always hanging out like in the library outside, like on the balcony. So just... theoretically, Duo's just slipping into the library, <laughs> just being like, "Hey, what's going on? What are you planning here?" Also, I really like how like their library is an empty room with a computer, and no, and it's like dark, and no one goes into that room other than like the protagonist it's really funny um yeah oh we need to continue watching yeah it's it's pretty interesting um as like a like a lot of stuff but yeah yeah, uh we'll find out if it holds up but um that that was gundam that was gundam and that was our episode yeah that's it that was two hours and ten minutes which is uh, roughly the length of one of the uh, Gundam movies on Netflix. So, so congratulations! You can say you watched a Gundam movie. <laughs> yeah, you basically uh, got all the information that you would need. I think. Uh, I still think Gundam Hathaway is like worth watching, even if okay. I, like, even if it's like the first one. Like, even if you don't have any other context, it's worth watching. Like, it's still like looks really cool there's still like cool like mech fights um and maybe you'll like hathaway more without watching the other movies i mean um yeah maybe you you might be on more on board with hathaway's ideological like ideology um if you don't like see him watch him like kill that good like the character i liked a lot like i like chan and i was like hathaway you suck you killed chan so that annoyed me I was just like, she doesn't need to die, and then Hathaway killed her anyway. I was like, finally. Finally, but no. no. Oh. Anyway. I mean, it all worked out in the end because of uh, Amuro's sacrifice and turning into a force ghost, but whatever. Whatever. Man, when Amuro palms that, that freaking escape pod and just shoves it into the asteroid, I was just losing it. Thanks for listening to episode 74. Uh, we'll post this up uh, on our usual places. Rob will have some monstrosity of a collage for oh, everyone. I I don't know if this one's going to work or not, but <laughs> it's going to be a monstrosity this week. Yeah, we'll have uh, more things to talk about than just Gundam next week for sure. And uh, yeah, you can follow us on all of our socials. And uh, thanks for listening as always. Thanks, Rob, for being on. No problem. All right. Catch you later. See you guys.